0: Welcome to It's Not That Scary. It's the podcast where we watch movies and then we tell you about them, sort of.
1: Yeah, I would say sort of. We tell you, is this the worst movie ever made or is this the best movie ever made? And this week we have one of each. Yeah, Yeah. one of each. One of each. And Um,
0: um, Ethan, I sent you a really good image. I don't know if you want to pull that up and kind of describe it to our listeners. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. All righty. For our listeners who are not in the room, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Margot has sent me a photo, a live action photo of the chocolate lady from Spongebob Squarepants who is getting (laughs) eaten by an alligator, but not before she sips on a martini. I'll put it on the Insta. I'll put it on the Insta.
0: His name is Jake the Alligator Man.
1: Um, that's just like a mummified alligator man? Or- mummified okay, yeah, alligator yeah.
0: man who <laughs> captured a small town's heart.
1: Oh. Should
0: I read you this entire article? Yeah. Um, Freaks families gearheads and beach bums. Every summer they descend on this quiet west coast town to pay... Homage,
2: homage, homage, homage.
0: I always say homage, but you know, That's right. to their ghoulish idol. Rockabilly <laughs> dudes and pinup-styled women arrive in vintage hot rods. Oh, okay. They're all here to say happy birthday to Long Beach, Washington's most famous resident, a mun- mummified half man, half reptile.
1: Oh, okay. How old?
0: Um, he's seventy-five.
1: <laughs> wow, you look great.
0: Yeah, he does look. He you look great. Good. Um,
2: <laughs> wow. Okay, so found in a Florida swamp. So that makes sense.
1: That's really scary, to be honest. Yeah. How did you come across this, man? I
0: googled alligator man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: My parents are in Florida right now, and I can't imagine a worse place to be.
0: Yeah, send them that picture.
1: Yeah, see if they...
0: Say, <laughs> so, do you know him? <laughs> they don't know, but they
1: yes. did have an alligator in their backyard the other day. Oh, wow. Uh, in the condo they're renting, which is cool.
0: Florida's... Uh wild for a number of reasons uh one of which being that alligators just kind of like
2: be around yeah
0: they're like squirrels yeah they're like squirrels they're just like always around yeah and like your pool and the like lake you got dug out in the backyard oh god i would have moved to florida something about i've been really like do you i've been really i want to go to disney world (laughs) i think is the thing okay yeah that's
2: that's different
0: (laughs) i've just been really like yearning for suburbia recently and i think it's because i went to college in a suburban town and i'm like equating fondness to suburbia when it was actually like being around hundreds of people my own age (laughs) and like not having to work every day Um, right getting
1: your food made for you (laughs) yeah
0: and there's such good there's such good thrifting in suburbia and thrifting in chicago is actually the worst it's so bad is it you would think it wouldn't yeah they're just no good stores there is like one goodwill within the city limits i've heard the salvation army is really good but village discount outlet sucks yeah, that store is like the most overwhelming place in the entire it is world. Tight. Yeah,
2: I can't stand being in there.
0: It's tight. A lot of tight. a
2: lot
1: of thrift stores have that
2: feel to them. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, that yeah. place reminds me of the prologue to Ghostbusters when they're in the library.
0: Never seen it. I've never.
1: I mean, I've, I've seen Ghostbusters,
2: but I don't remember that. It's never seen bad. Ghostbusters. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I guess my parents didn't show me '80s movies when I was growing up. Mm. and so now i see them and i'm like that looks fucking stupid and i'm sure the director was a rapist
2: yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, i saw ghostbusters i guess too old so i was like "Uh, i don't really like this that much or i don't know
1: i haven't seen it since i was a kid i can't i can't tell
2: i like no steve martin is really really funny steve martin's not in those movies though is he no no No. um
1: rick moranis you're
2: thinking of right rick moranis that's what i'm thinking of and bill murray yeah (sighs) yeah I, like, I like know those people are funny, I guess, but, like, yeah. I don't know. doesn't really do it for me. Bill Murray's never really done it for me.
1: You're going to get some hate mail with a, with a claim like that. I
2: know this is a hot take.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel that it's a very specific kind of... It's very, like, dad comedy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's exactly... It's, like, what my parents would think was funny.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> of his time, that was... Um, yeah. That was the time. But now we... Now what's funny is... Um, what's funny now?
0: like existential dread
1: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
2: cool yeah but anyways welcome to it's not that scary um we're watching uh horror movies chronologically through time um the last episode we um talked about
0: 1946
2: the year 1946 it was really bad Uh, yeah i was trying to think of the movie it was really bad um
1: oh the isle of the Dead. last
0: week was no No, the movie last last week week was was good. good
1: It was the spiral staircase.
0: (laughs) Yeah, spiral
1: staircase. Wow. How soon we all forget. Great movie. Great movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, great movie. Um, Yeah, but this week we watched uh, The Queen of Spades.
0: Which was terrible. Which
2: was terrible and Ethan's choice, so Ethan will have
1: to... (laughs) It was my week and... uh... Okay, well, okay, 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 okay. So I googled, you know, horror movies 1946 and this one movie popped up. We skipped a few years. We skipped a few years. Uh, Oh, for sure.
0: Horror.fandom.com slash wiki slash chronological underscore list chrono underscore of underscore horror underscore films. This is our go-to reference. There were only two movies listed. For 1947, and I couldn't find either of them, and then a 1948, only three movies, and um, I assume we couldn't find. It says
1: 1948. The only film that came out was Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Yeah, so we had to we had to we had to skip a few years, but that's okay because you know the Spiral Staircase is really good, and this movie sounded interesting. I googled this movie queen of spades and the the description sounded interesting it was about a guy who sells his soul to the devil so that he can be better at gambling and also this other lady who also sold her soul to the devil is haunting him so i'm like yeah hell yeah that sounds great um turns out that's really what happens in the last 10 minutes of the movie but we'll 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 get there (laughs) yeah we'll get there so since we're we,
2: we we hopped in the time machine and went three years into the future we're we're gonna need a rundown of what what the hell is going on i'm gonna be lost
1: can't cope with this new world yeah three years oh my god
0: <laughs> let me just say a couple of things that i know happened in 1947 and 1948 one of which happened in 1947
1: and that is the black dahlia murder
0: mm. that's the only thing off the top of my head that i know happened in 1947
1: that's pretty big
0: yeah pretty big i
1: don't know that murder yeah you do yes you do
0: i'm sure you've heard of it It's like the most famous unsolved murder other than like Jack the Ripper.
1: This is like Charles Lindbergh level famous. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Who, by the way, absolutely 100%, without a doubt, uh, killed his son. We mentioned, you know, episodes ago, the theory, blah, 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 and that I would do some research. I finally did some research and, and, you know, got to know the mystery and I literally, this is no mystery. (laughs) It is an open and shut case. Charles Lindbergh murdered his child, probably for the attention, I would say. For the attention, yeah,
0: and because so. he was a Nazi,
1: and also that, yeah, I think that's very, uh, young yeah. yes.
0: Is, is her face ringing bells to you, Jaden?
2: Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay, um, cool. I just didn't know the name.
0: Still unsolved. Don't think it will ever be solved unless, cause I don't know, I don't know if they have DNA um, that they just can't access. But yeah, I don't think it would be solved pending some sort of like confession corroborated by. DNA evidence just because it's so long ago and Mm -hmm. they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing back then in terms of like preserving a crime scene.
1: Am I right in that it was like one of the first crimes that sort of fueled this like pop culture sensation with true crime?
0: I think there's always kind of been a fascination with that, but it's definitely was one of the most famous probably Mm -hmm. because like Jack the Ripper was a pretty big deal and that was like 1800s. Yep and
1: and charles Lindbergh. and charles Lindbergh. yeah
0: (laughs) i think this one is so significant because um it was so brutal and it's still unsolved
1: Uh uh-huh yeah she was found like cut in half in like broad daylight out in the open with her guts out i believe like removed i mean completely
0: Um, drained of blood
1: i didn't know that it was out in public yeah yeah, just, Dang. like, literally, like, splayed out. And splayed out in a sexually humiliating position. Mm-hmm. And people were so dumb back then that they reported her as a victim as probably, like, a prostitute or
0: something. Yeah, she... um Yeah, she got a lot of, like, the press were really brutal to her. I uh, listened to, or I watched a YouTube video recently. And um the guy was saying that apparently the press, like, called her parents and had, like, all these questions about her and were, like, she won a modeling competition, blah, 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 blah. This was before her parents knew she was dead. And so, like, they were, like, trying to get yeah. as much information as possible. And then they ended the call with, by the way, your daughter's dead and hung up. And that's how her parents found out about it. So, that's yeah. Crazy. Really um Really, she was an aspiring actress. Murder happened in L.A. Her body was probably likely murdered in another location and then dumped at this site and the person who discovered it thought it was a mannequin
1: yeah which is apparently very common for people who stumble upon real like crime scenes with dead bodies as they think it's mannequins at first i Mm. just
0: don't think i could ever recover
1: yeah that would be so traumatic yeah i wonder how much of that is actually true they actually thought it was a mannequin or if they're just trying to say that so they don't have to accept that they're about to run into a dead body yeah Mm.
0: One of the um, big theories that I've heard regarding this case is that it was a botched abortion.
1: Oh, really?
0: And the um, doctor had to, like, kill her because abortions were illegal back then. Uh-huh. That's just one theory. I That's heard. interesting. Because there was a lot of evidence that the killer had, like, medical knowledge just based on how she was
1: cut. Yeah. Didn't somebody whose father was a doctor surgeon, after his father passed away, he wrote a book about saying how he, he's pretty sure that guy's the, his dad is the Black Dahlia murderer? I
0: think that doctor also did these like under the table abortions as well.
1: Yeah, so the book is called The Black Dahlia Avenger. And it's basically a book that is uh, accusing his father of being the Black Dahlia yeah. murderer. Wow.
2: Well- after the father's dead? Um,
1: I believe so. I believe so. I think I was just saying that, man, fact alert. I think I was just saying that. But that didn't even happen this no. year. No. no. that was 1947. <laughs> that was 1947.
0: 1948, the only thing of note that I really think happens that I know, um,
1: 1984
2: comes out. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hello,
0: A, <laughs> A vice versa. A vice versa. <laughs> Oh, fuck. It, it, was,
2: it was written in 1948.
0: It was published in 1949. Ugh. Awkward. And then I'll just read one other fact, because who honestly gives a shit Fair otherwise? <laughs> um, and we'll leave you with this for 1949. J. Edgar Hoover gives Shirley Temple a tear gas fountain pen. And I do have an article <laughs> that I will read. It's very short. Shirley Temple, Hollywood's most famous child star, could not be protected from such real-life intrusions as kidnap and extortion attempts, death threats, and an attempted seduction by a Hollywood producer when she was only 12 years old. The threats weren't reported at the time, she said, for fear that they would stimulate more threats. The FBI was called in numerous times to investigate these deaths and extortion threats against her. She and J. Edgar Hoover became friends through it all. Jesus You're not friends with a child. Let's just get that out there. In nineteen forty nine, J. Edgar Hoover gave Shirley Temple a strange FBI souvenir, a fountain pen that emitted tear gas. That's all.
2: (laughs) To like use against potential attackers, I guess. That's all. That's crazy. Or he was trying to
1: kill Shirley Temple. Oh god. Yeah, actually there's this book called The Shirley Temple Avenger, which is about um...
0: Oh my god, she died in twenty fourteen. I didn't realize oh, that. Oh really? The wow. Yeah.
2: Damn. That's somebody that you only think of as a child.
0: Yeah. So I yeah. just
1: assumed they like died. Yeah, it's as like a child. when you're young and you don't think teachers have lives outside of school.
0: Yeah, Jaden doesn't think that child stars are allowed to live past ten years old. He thinks they all <laughs> get get killed Honestly. once they turn eleven.
1: Except for Nat Wolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Nat Wolf. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Nat Wolf. Oh, when's Nat Wolf's birthday?
1: Today. Why should it be
0: today? <laughs> no, December seventeenth. So he's a Sagittarius. I do get mm. I do get fire sign vibes from him. <laughs> For sure. Shirley Temple, <laughs> let's see. What sign was she? She was I'm gonna guess a Taurus. Another earth sign. Interesting. April twenty third, yep, Taurus. Fuck yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Wow. wow. Okay,
0: give me another celebrity. Save uh, me. J. Edgar who <laughs>
1: Do J. Edgar Hoover, please.
0: Okay, I think he's a Capricorn. January 1st, Capricorn. Wow! Hey. Oh my God, Marco.
2: <laughs> that's insane. Is there something to that? I don't know.
0: <laughs> you just get strong Capricorn vibes from him.
2: He is such a scary man.
1: Yeah,
0: he's really scary. Anyway, that's pretty yeah. much everything that happened in 1949. Wow.
1: Okay, we. I don't know if y'all can tell, but we do not want to talk about this movie. It is literally <laughs> that bad. This movie was literally that bad. We say, you know, I think every week we're like, this movie was so bad. I literally think this is like a new level of of bad, up there with the hands of Orlock. I would say. Wow. Where the premise is, is the premise seems promising, but then they just don't do the premise for the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, there were parts of this
2: movie, even though this movie was like slow as fuck and like the logic of it was dumb and, it was pretty. uh, all that. It was pretty. The sets were really good. It was well-directed. It was like a period piece set in, uh, 1800s Russia. Ugh. And most of the movie is just like a regular dramatic period piece with no, uh, horror aspects, um, until the very, very end. Um, when there's, like, a couple dumb jump scares. So, yeah, overall disappointing, but, you know, we, we, we power on, we power through. Yeah, it <laughs> was
0: just really, really terrible. The vibes I got from this movie, the events felt like the first half of Life is Beautiful, uh-huh. but the way it made me feel was, like, the uh-huh. second half of Life is Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> just oh my God. It made me feel very... <laughs> <laughs> it just was, like, n- not enjoyable to watch at all. Uh, that's really funny.
1: So I guess basic summary, because I guess I have to do this. Oh. Yeah. Um, there is this guy, and he wants to get really good at gambling, because he keeps going to this gamble house where there is this lady who sings throughout the night nonstop <laughs> uh, and encourages you to drink and gamble, and he just loves it there. But he never wins. This is the problem with gambling, is he never wins, so he's pissed off. So he goes to a library and there's this really scary man in the library who's like, here, take this book. And the guy takes the book and literally flips to the first page and it's like, here's how to sell your soul to the devil so you can be good at stuff. So he reads this legend and then we don't worry about it for, I would say, the next hour. (laughs) Uh, The next hour is dedicated to random uh, love story uh, slash old Victorian social life, and all the trappings that come with it. And then in the last 10 minutes, the guy gets the gift from the devil, basically. And he goes back to the gambling house and bets, basically, his life savings. And he thinks he's about to get it and be a rich man. But at the last second, the devil tricks him into betting a bad hand. And he loses everything and cries. And then the end. Yeah, and then... Uh, Big win. And then there's a wedding uh,
2: of two of the socialites from the movie. <laughs> and oh, right. that's the end.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we started this movie, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a little time, because I really was intrigued by the um, by the premise. And all of a sudden, I get this text from Margot, and it says, this movie was also on Martin Scorsese's list of favorite <laughs> movies. And then yeah. I, I got this sinking feeling <laughs> inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> and <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Martin Scorsese, I think, likes to watch nothing happen and then in the last five minutes uh, be startled. And then that's apparently a really great movie. <laughs> yeah, we should we should read what he said. Um, yeah,
0: one second. I'll pull it up. Because it's truly <laughs> <laughs> deranged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a truly deranged thing to say about this movie. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Martin Scorsese has described... <laughs> Thorold Dickinson, as an underrated director, saying of *The Queen of Spades* that this stunning film is one of the true classics of supernatural cinema. Nothing about this movie is supernatural. Yes, the last five minutes, Margot.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, um, it is well made. I, I guess maybe that's what he's yeah cares about. Although it does have a 95% on Rotten Tomato, and I just refuse to accept that. How many reviews are there? Probably like four. Four, and
1: they're all by old people. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, they're all Martin by Scorsese oh, Martin and, Scorsese. And three fake accounts that are actually Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um wow i would say the the best part about this movie was uh similar to the last movie there was a mean old lady <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. she's she was uh the the countess and she also sold her soul to the devil to be good at cards and uh because she like had debt or something uh so the the like main character of this movie is basically trying to like learn her secret the entire movie but he, the way he does that is by not doing anything. <laughs> by literally just waiting around outside of her house. Yeah. yeah. And, like, trying to date her daughter. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, she's, like, eventually the, the like, scary thing of the movie. Because um, she, like, dies
1: and then, uh, like, her image haunts the guy.
0: And she is ugly. She, she actually
1: is uh, exceptionally ugly and scary looking. Yeah, and the, he she also does the jump scare at the end where it's at her funeral and Mr. Gambler Man goes over to her and is going to, like, kiss her on the head or whatever old people did at funerals. And right before he does that, she opens her eyes and and then that's it. And then he screams and runs out, but nobody... He's not, like there's no, yeah, no absolutely nobody cares. no like follow-up to that <laughs> yeah
2: i was like wow these people are like really uh good for just
1: trusting that that's part
2: of his grieving process
1: <laughs> and also that the apparently dead person just opened their eyes like shouldn't that be a bigger deal to the people running the oh floor? i think that was just in his head oh really okay yeah yeah
0: yeah i um could not tell you a single one of the characters' names. No. It does not help that they were all Russian. Because um, this takes place in um, imperialist St. Petersburg. It's really, really beautiful. Beautifully shot. The uh, sets are really nice. The costumes are really mm-hmm. nice. Um, there's a lovely ball scene where everybody <laughs> There's dances. like a couple. <laughs> But yeah, none of the ca- all the characters looked the same. They were all so boring, um, and I couldn't tell you a single one of their names. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's interesting to uh, pair this movie with the other movie we're going to talk about because the my 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 problems with this movie were that it was you know people talking in a room about nothing much, and also that the spook I guess is happening in his head. Uh, and that's basically the same thing as St. Maud, but St. Maud, the second movie we're going to talk about, is like one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like how, yeah. I was just going to say, I was trying to think of like two more movies that have like similar.
1: Yeah, I was trying to also think of movies that are similar to why this movie in particular was so disappointing. What is really shocking to me about this entire progr- uh, project that we've undertaken is that. It's not that old horror movies tried to be scary and failed. It's that old horror movies took a long time to realize that they should be scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At all. Like, I would say, you know, even the movies... Even though the movies we've watched haven't been that scary, they all have the right tone. So they're getting there. And they just have to add the, like, content.
1: I think some of them have the right tone. I don't think this one did, personally. Yeah. This one felt like a full-blown romance.
0: I guess... When I when I say tone I mean lighting design and music and just like overall uh-huh. yeah. ambiance and I think this one definitely did um in some yeah. places.
2: Yeah. I mean the scene, the the like few s- scary scenes at the very end um there was some like real tension but it was yeah. just like uh unsatisfying ultimately.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, it was it was kind of cool in the beginning where he didn't just go to a library and get a book. He has to go to a, a, a dusty basement and meet a goblin. Um, but, like, but, like, when they were in the ballroom or at the opera, like, it was so far from a horror movie that I, I just started laughing. Like, I couldn't believe yeah. yeah. what I was watching. Literally them having, like, petty arguments about some socialite during an opera yeah. is, like, a 20-minute scene in this movie. Ay. yeah, yeah. borer.
2: Yeah, borer.
0: Borer for sure. Borer for sure.
2: Yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the 50s are better. I, I, I mean, like, it definitely will get better. It gets better, as they say.
0: Yeah. I'm actually really excited for next week because there are no movies that came out in 1950, according to this website. But one of the movies from 1951, and I'm going to prematurely pick it because it is my week, is The Thing from Another World, which is The Thing... Yeah, which inspired. Nice, Get
1: John thing. Carpenter.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I don't think it will be as well. I don't know.
1: Pe- people it talk about be it. As I heard
0: as the thing.
1: Yeah, I saw a thing by Martin Scorsese that said. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. It'll at least be something. Yeah. Yeah. It'll at least be something. Yeah.
0: And then we're in, and then we're in really good territory.
1: Um, so yeah, let's um, let's uh, let's steer away from one of the worst movies we've seen, and it's not that scary. History, yes. And go right to one of the best movies yeah. we've. seen. I think
2: I think we we did. We all agree that this was our favorite current day movie we've watched for this podcast.
0: I will say yeah, but also my brain is uh, is incapable of remembering things. Sure, sure. That I yeah. have seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. and experienced.
1: I will say yeah, but it's not like that. Meant the other great movies that we've seen aren't like fucking amazing.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Like unuit
0: Terry like Yeah.
2: Like,
1: like unuit yeah. like, Terry for example. But no no no. This movie I'm so excited. We uh we saw Saint Maud and it was recommended in our Who Asked For It? Who Asked For Who yeah, Asked For It. My
0: biological cousin. He said this is my cousin Jeffrey. Um Jeff. He said, Hi, I have a horror rec for you. If you haven't already seen it, it's called Saint Maud and you can watch it on Amazon Prime with, like, a seven-day trial for epics, which is what we did. I watched it last night, and it's so effed up, and I know you would love it.
1: Yeah, so essentially overall, this movie is about a uh, devout Christian Catholic woman born again who is taking care of uh, somebody who is dying. And it is uh, essentially a descent into her psychosis, as she believes... Uh, that she's doing God's work in her attempt to do the right thing and and be um, the right person. She literally drives herself crazy and there's a lot of like religious uh, imagery and undertones to it but uh, it's really a, a psychological horror about somebody who's losing their mind throughout the movie and it's so yeah. good.
0: And now I, I'll give my elevator pitch. Okay. <laughs> Saint Maud is a twenty nineteen British psychological horror film written and directed by Rose Glass in her feature directorial debut. The story follows Hospice Nurse Maud, portrayed by Morfid Clark, a recent convert to Roman Catholicism, who became who becomes obsessed with a former dancer in her care, Jennifer L, believing she must save her soul. So you hit all the all the points Thank other you. than that this was written and directed by a, a woman, woman, which I think is significant to mention because here is my sweeping generalization and hot hot take women make better movies because and here's where it gets uh potentially triggering for our 87% <laughs> male listeners men men only make movies about themselves and um from the way they see the world which is fine in a lot of cases, whatever. That's what a lot of filmmakers do. But I think since women are generally more empathetic, their experience and their ability to understand other people's experiences make movies like this more compelling because they're Mm -hmm. able to provide a more nuanced depiction of people. And all I'm saying here is that Men should not be allowed to make movies.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No. It, it's it's really awesome. Um. I was uh when your cousin when your cousin said it's so effed up, and I think you guys would love it. Um. I was picturing a movie that probably belonged on the horror movie iceberg. Um. And I don't think that this belongs on the iceberg. It definitely is disturbing and uh, depraved in some ways. But I wouldn't say it's any more, uh, I, I, it's nothing you haven't seen if you've seen an average horror movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I would say it would be um, like Tip of the Iceberg, potentially, it could yeah, be Yeah, okay. Just because there is. Oh my God. Sorry. The film director is 31. She is so wow. young. Wow. She was in her 20s wow. when this came out. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a really disturbing film.
2: Um, Mm -hmm. For sure. There are some, like... A lot
0: of body horror.
2: Yeah, like, she... One of the themes throughout is that she uh, is, like, really obsessed with feeling pain to feel close to God. Um, So, like, she'll throw popcorn kernels down on the ground and kneel on them when she's praying just to feel more pain. Um, she like sticks nails. She puts uh, some nails in her shoes and walks on them mm-hmm. at one point. Um, she like burns her hand and then peels the scab off, which is really gross at one point. Yeah.
0: And Jaden, not to explain you, but yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all Jesus imagery. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of it's relating to how he was tortured when he was crucified. Um, uh, there, uh, There's a lot of famous imagery of, I forget what it's called. What's that thing called in the back? There's a name for it. Jesus hand, stigmata. Um, yes, that. Um, so that's what the burn represents, mm. and then um, he his feet were nailed to the cross. The yep. his uh, chest was broken in the same same place. a bit of a spoiler, but yeah, it's a lot of um, Jesus imagery, and then that there's also a long history of like self-flagellation um mm-hmm. as a means of becoming closer to Christ and mortification of the flesh was is one or was a major theme in um like the middle ages i think people would like walk around town whipping themselves getting yeah. blood everywhere
2: I know that Mother Teresa was uh, really obsessed with uh, feeling pain and suffering to be closer to God, and she like witnessed a lot of it. But famously, all of the money donated to her go to the church, went to the church, and not the Damn. the people wow. she was uh, in need of the money.
1: Um, yeah, so we'd all definitely recommend it. I think for I think this is appropriate for anybody who likes horror movies mm-hmm. for sure. It's got a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, and we've mentioned a lot of like. Obviously, religious symbolism, but I wouldn't say the film... I mean, the film is definitely, like, a religious horror movie, but it doesn't feel like other religious horror movies where it's very, like... It's it's trying to mm-hmm. force you to have an opinion about religion. It's more about mm-hmm. the...
2: It's a character study, I
0: it's feel a, like. Yeah, it's definitely a character study about yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the dangers of, like, blind faith.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then also... Just the simple fact of the existential dread that we all live in. Yeah. The futile quest to create meaning. But we'll get into this a little deeper in our spoiler discussion. Yeah. Happening now. Get out of here.
0: Beep. Spoiler zone. You are now entering the spoiler zone. (laughs) The spoiler (laughs) Mm -hmm. zone. Mm -hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: She burned herself to death and she thought she was an angel, but she actually...
0: So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what we said uh, right before we entered Spoiler Zone was that this movie is kind of like bringing up that existential question, blah, 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 blah. And I think the ending shows the, at least the director's point of view that we said that this doesn't have like, it doesn't try to force you to feel a certain way about religion, but I do think it's pretty like anti-religious anti-reli- or like anti-organized religion, which I'm by myself because I don't care about that. But... A lot of the events throughout the film, you're not sure if they are really happening. Like, for instance, whenever Maude prays, she, like, has an orgasm when she talks to God. And there are some scenes where her, like, right. face gets stretched out. And you're presented this as if it's actually happening, which makes sense in the context of a horror film. There's another scene where she, like, levitates above the grounds, um, where she, like, fights with the devil. Um, there's, like, a lot of cockroach imagery, blah, 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 And then eventually she um, earns these angel wings, and then she goes to the beach where she like unveils her wings, hoping to descend into heaven. Um, and she pours a bottle of gasoline on herself and uh, self immolates.
2: In her vision, yeah, she is in no pain. Um, she's become she's become like a, a full saint, um, and everybody at the beach is bowing down to not bowing down to her, but like kneeling before her in worship. And then it cuts away from that. And for, like, literally a half a second, it's just footage of her burning to death. Yeah, which Um, shows
0: that all of the events, yeah, all of the events in the movie were...
2: In her head. In her
0: head. And that she... It's so well done.
1: Yeah, the last second is so... Yeah. And it's, it's really well done, especially because that's not... The point of the movie is not: is this in her head or is this really happening? The point is to like really like be with her as yeah. this is all happening. Mm-hmm. So that ending really felt like the cherry on top, as opposed to like a reveal, which felt yeah. really nice. Yes, because I think in a less intelligent movie, that would be the reveal that this isn't actually happening.
2: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a twist. It was just sort of like confirmation on what you th-
1: maybe thought yeah. was true. Y'all yeah. seen Midsummer? No, no, I haven't.
0: It's so long.
1: Okay. Uh, do you care if I spoil what literally happens at the end?
0: Um, yeah, I, I do. I, I want to watch it. So, here's what I will say
1: In the movie Midsummer, there is this question of, like, where is the line between letting people believe what they want to believe so they can be spiritually fulfilled and then, like, needing to preserve their safety and health? Sure.
0: Anyway. Y'all want to know something fucked up? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Queen of Spades has a higher Rotten Tomato score than this movie.
1: Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> What is wrong with America? I think,
0: I think it's because people don't like people don't like movies that make them think. Like whenever you go on YouTube and look up, because I wanted to watch a video essay about this movie, and the first result was Saint Maud ending explained. This Ugh. ending is so obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. like obvious what it's trying to say. There are so many fucking YouTube videos about endings yeah. being explained, and it's I like know. a. I, I get if you watch a movie like Queen of Spades where it's like, what the fuck is happening this whole movie? Please explain it to me. Yeah. But if you need everything, like, explained to you in a yeah. way that, like, makes logical sense, then you're not, like, that's not what art is for. I totally mm, agree. Edgy. But what's but what anyway. I think is so
1: so brilliant about this movie is it, it makes you think without, like, begging you to. Yeah. Um, without being like, this movie is going to make you think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it really, I mean, it, it has stuck with me. Yeah,
0: it leaves you with a lot of questions, but the main, I think the, like, main thematic theme, the main thematic theme, no. the, uh, the biggest question <laughs> is answered um, really well. So you're, yeah, you're left, it's more just, like, mm-hmm. you think about the movie and the rest of the events in the movie in a different way, and mm-hmm. it's just so, so well done. Um, there yeah. are only, like, Eight characters in it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah maybe even few. fewer. And
1: that's including people who show up once. Yeah, in the movie. What I really loved about this movie is the way it's set up. Is that you're supposed to be spooked by the lady who's in her care, who is dying of, I guess, cancer, lymphoma. Yeah. Uh, because you know, people talk about like how like she's she's crazy and she's mean and eccentric, mm-hmm. and you think it's going to be about Maude realizing that the person she's taking care of is a monster but then really you realize Maud is the monster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a total monster but so sympathetic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and it's so easily able to rationalize all of her behavior because of her beliefs. Yeah. I was like when um when Maud went to go kill Amanda um, and Amanda turned into the devil. I was like so disappointed because I thought that was like the route they're going, they they, they were gonna go with, and I was like, sure. oh okay, this is not mm-hmm. what I, this movie, what I thought this movie would be like. Um, right. But then it, it was all resolved in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought uh, the way that they they gave out the information about what happened in her former job that traumatized her into Christianity, uh, that. I guess, is still left up in the air. She killed some her one of her patients by she accident. She was trying to do CPR. CPR. and it,
2: On, And she okay. burst through their chest.
0: Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Which just seems like the most traumatic thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the way that they really revealed that when she's um, uh, having sex with a man, one of the best uh, jump scares yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen in a lot, very long time.
0: Ugh.
1: Yeah, I, I think this movie is really... I mean, I'm going to sound a little pretentious and academic, but I think that this movie is really well encapsulated in the scene where Amanda Amanda is having the party, and she confronts Maude about their clashes and how they see the world. And Amanda says something to the effect of, like, do you hate me or something? And Maude is like, no, you're just lost. And this idea of, like, being lost in your life yeah. and thinking of others as lost... It's just so fascinating, and and the way the 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 way that we frantically try to search for meaning just gets us deeper into feeling lost is so fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just done so well in this movie, and she's yeah. just such an amazing actress.
0: She was so good. Yeah. Just like like perfectly cast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I thought the um,
2: the woman who played Amanda was also very well cast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah.
0: A rabbit hole I went down um, and wasn't able to come up with any definitive answers was, like, her name is Katie, but she changes it to Mod, Um
1: uh-huh. And so I was trying
0: to figure out, like, what Mod meant. When I looked it up on babynames.com, I believe it m- meant, like, brave one. Maud means powerful battler, which I guess does make sense, because she's, like, battling for... Um, it's also just, like, an old-ass fuck name. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. Battling yeah. for the Lord.
1: Yeah. Oh, and the part where she hears the Lord's voice or... Yeah. The choice to make the Lord's voice a little satanic was really,
2: yeah. really good. It's also... I, well, what language was he speaking? Was it Italian?
0: I think it might have been um, Old English or Welsh because that's what she speaks at the end of the movie. Oh... Uh according to the com, mod is a girl's name and the meaning of mod is a woman from magdala mighty in battle and magdala is the um, birthplace of mary or is believed to be the birthplace of mary magdalene so i think that's a connection
1: mm. oh, okay. okay nice she definitely has a martyr complex herself too oh, for, for sure for,
0: for sure. sure yeah
2: she she um obviously like identifies with that throughout the movie of like wanting to be lifted out and like chosen um to like have some sort of greater purpose um, that's something she like mm-hmm. prays to God about a lot her there throughout the throughout the movie there are we like hear her thoughts um sometimes and hear her pray mm-hmm. um and the way that she prays is really uh, interesting i thought it was like almost kind of like chatty like a friend mm-hmm. like a diary yeah yeah which made the their choice um of the god's voice uh to be even more interesting i guess
0: yeah those are that's the only part and also that god is literally represented by a cockroach that's the only part of the movie that feels like they're really trying to get you to like um dislike christianity i like i wonder how a really religious person would react to the depiction of christianity in this movie because like i don't i'm not super religious and i don't think it's like as negative as I've seen it portrayed by other movies. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see uh, Christians getting pissy about it.
2: Especially because there's not a lot about this movie... Uh, there's not a lot in this movie about organized religion. Yeah. Um, Maud is, like, super self-isolated um, and has mm-hmm. no connection with anybody aside from God, really. And then Amanda, who she meets. So, yeah. it, I feel like they it shouldn't be offensive. Yeah, And
0: there's a scene where, like, she... Um, Amanda gifts her a um, book of William Blake uh, paintings, mm-hmm. who in, in the movie they say that William Blake really um, rejected organized religion. And I think Maude right, right, identifies right. with that, whether that be because she feels really isolated because of like the trauma she's experienced or um, because she feels like other people aren't worthy or probably both yeah. as a result of mm-hmm each other
1: yeah definitely yeah definitely i i noted that part too and i wondered if they were gonna start to go into that more and i'm glad they didn't i'm glad they didn't go too heavy-handed in fact there's the part where she first grows her wings yeah is treated really gracefully and really beautifully even though it's all like a farce yeah and i just thought that was so smart yeah Um,
0: yeah the movie is really smart but
1: not in a not in a bad way not in an an obnoxious way an academic way not like the house that jack built by motherfucking lars von fuck you for real which is uh which is also um just basically a not a retelling but it's very much inspired by dante's inferno so it's also like in a religious horror movie and it is so unbelievably pretentious it is probably i think it's about twice as long yeah and it is not nearly as effective.
0: This movie is under two hours because um, women respect yeah. us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> under it's an hour and a half, I think.
0: 80, 83 minutes.
2: Under an hour, even and a half. under.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: and it just goes to show you that if you you don't need that much time, you don't need Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese. I know you're listening. You do not need four hours to tell a story. <laughs> And Martin,
2: Martin Scorsese is our number one enemy of the pod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hurt his feelings.
0: Uh, we hate Martin Scorsese. Also, this is an A24 film. Um, if that influences your decision, I either feel like, way. I feel
2: like nearly every A24 movie I've seen I've liked. Yeah, me yeah, too.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, but now, like, A24 fans are cringy. That's mm-hmm. true,
2: also how chalupa has awoken chalupa
0: has awoken um really quickly i will um add another movie that i haven't seen but i read the entire synopsis of and um also have heard people say it's bad mother is another religious movie that really just it sounds bad
1: yeah I, i also haven't seen it but i've seen um reviews of it and it's exactly that it's just a really uh on the nose pretentious retelling of the bible and I, and I think that's another, uh, like, really pretentious dick man director. Big name. I forget his name.
0: Darren Arons, uh, Ar- Aronofsky. Aronofsky, Aronofsky. yeah. Aronofsky, yeah.
1: <sighs> so, yeah. Watch this movie. Watch this movie. Yeah. Like, literally watch this movie. I I don't know. Would you recommend this movie to people who scare easy and, like, are maybe not so sure about getting into horror movies?
0: I mean, I... Just yes, because grow up, you little baby, first of all. <laughs> and it's just not that sc- Like, I, I, I don't It's know. just not, <laughs> not that scary. It's, not not scary. <laughs> scary. <laughs> it's just not that scary.
1: My thing is, everything else besides the horror aspect of it is so good that I think it... it um... It it's just like required yeah. viewing.
0: Also, if you don't like horror movies, why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> Get out of here.
1: Um. Yeah, but I, I would agree with
2: that, Ethan. I think the rest of the movie is so good that like even if you're even if you're gonna be scared for like ten minutes, yeah, like re- relax. You'll be tense. Yeah. Your butthole there will be, are
0: like, you'll be
1: taut. Yeah,
0: yeah. There are like four jump scares. There are probably like four scenes that make you like want to look away because it's like body horror. There is a rape. If it, that is uh, significant, yeah. More than the spooky demon lady. Um, No dog death.
1: No dog death. No dog, though. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. There was a dog in um, Queen of Spades.
1: There was, yeah. Oh, yes, the old lady. Give me my dog.
0: Give me my dog. (laughs) That's a really good impression. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Horror.
1: Horror, Horror. without a doubt. Oh, so
0: good. So good. Without a
1: doubt. Words. So thank you so much, Cuzzy.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Cuz.
2: Thanks, Cuz. What's his name again?
0: Uh, Jeff. Jeffrey.
2: Jeffrey. Just but like... it's
0: spelled the cool way.
2: I.E.? Geoffrey. Yeah. Oh, Geoffrey. <laughs> and Jeff. One thing I kept getting confused by was that everybody in the movie was British, yeah. but she would walk by this big Coney Island sign one time, a few times, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, are yeah. they are they in New York?
0: No, I think it's just a different Yeah, Coney I Island. thought that I just didn't
2: know where Coney Island was. <laughs> yeah. I guess there are
0: multiple Coney Islands. <laughs> It's an English seaside town. Ugh, I wanna move. I wanna move to the English seaside. Can we move to Broadchurch? Yes. Yes.
1: Alright, should I say boo? Yeah. Yeah.
0: (gasps) Boo!